Welcome back to the Maryville Forum Sports Podcast. Um, I'm the sports editor at the Maryville Forum, John Dykstra, and joined by Anthony Crane. Um, we're going to talk a little basketball this week as it's tournament week starting, um, well, as we're recording this uh, tomorrow, but you may very well be listening to this on Monday, and there are some games tonight. So, um, yeah, just uh, our small schools are uh, are all in action. It's not a tournament week for Maryville, so we're kind of gonna gonna skip over Maryville. We gave them a lot of love when they uh, when the girls at least had their tournament week uh, over Christmas break and uh, won that one. But all of our small schools are in action this week in uh, three different locations. So we're going to talk about the South Harrison tournament where uh, Northeast Nottaway is. We're going to talk about the Stanberry Tournament, where uh, Platte Valley is. And we're going to talk about the Fairfax Tournament, which is home to West Nottaway, North Nottaway, and Nottaway Holt this week. So uh, without any further ado, we will dive into uh, – we'll start with the Fairfax Tournament since that's got three of our schools in it. Um, just to give a – a little overview of the tournament as a whole. Um, the well, the schools in both uh, girls and boys in this tournament are East Atchison, West Nottaway, Nottaway Holt, Saint Joe Christian, North Nottaway, Ball City, uh, South Holt, and Rockport in both boys and girls. So the first first bracket we'll start with is the girls bracket. Um, that's got East Action. It's the top seed and the first matchup of Monday night. And the first one we'll talk about, the first teams here, are uh, East Action and West Nottaway. Anthony, you saw this matchup um, last week. Uh, it obviously didn't go good for West Nottaway. Uh, East Action's one of the best teams in the area, especially Class 1. Um, when they're not when they're not in a tournament with either uh, with either uh, Platte Valley or Stanberry in it, they're going to be heavy favorites to win any tournament aside from those two. So um, just what I, I know it's, it's unlikely they pull the eight one upset in the first round, but what do you want to see from West Nottaway in this tournament after watching them play last week? And obviously the consolation bracket will give them, some better chances to win some games moving throughout the week. You know, the problem is I don't, I don't know what West Nottaway can do to slow down East Atchison. I thought that coach Khan's game plan uh, last week was a decent one. Um, the, and he said, you know, it was, he was just going to let East Atchison have their three pointers. Uh, the problem was they made 20 of them. Uh, you know, because right now West Nottaway is really lacking depth, um, you know, with the injury to Piper. Uh, they're, you know, they're struggling. Even uh, the other night in that win against Union Star, uh, they they cut it close um, with the amount of fouls and everything. Um, so I guess what you, you just want to see improvement over their last game. Uh, I think they'll have to go with the same game plan just because of that lack of depth and you can't, you know, worry about getting fouls and everything. Um, so you just want to keep seeing them improve, uh, but it's it, it, it'll be a tough one. Um, I don't think 
there's a team in this bracket that can hang with <laughs> East Atchison because um, they're just really, really good. Yeah, I would argue that point um, a couple weeks ago with what North Nottaway had. I, I would think um, maybe it'd be a clash of styles with the size versus the guards of – although it's yeah. not like uh, – those those twins over at uh at uh East Satchin are lacking in guard play. The uh those sisters they got out there are, are pretty good players, as obvious by hitting a majority of those twenty threes. But um yeah, East Satchin I think has to be a heavy, heavy favorite going into this one. Um going into the tournament as a whole. I mean and not just this West Nottaway game. Um yeah. But for West Nod, you just want to keep seeing them gel together, see some of those young players step up, do some good things. I do think if they get in the in the next round, if they get uh, Nottaway Holt or St. Joe Christian, that can be a more competitive game. I would favor either of those teams over West Nottaway, but I think that could be a, a game that they could look to do some more things with then they're going to get the opportunity to do against East Action because East Action's really good. So um, I just mentioned that game, but that's the four five matchup is Nottaway Holt and St. Joe Christian. Um, they match up in the first round of the Stewartsville or it was a PBI tournament. It was in Stewartsville this year. And, uh, and Christian beat them in that game. Um, Nottaway Holt's a little different now, obviously, because uh, they do have Emma Bohannon back. Um, which it helps their guard play, which was really hurting early. Um, mm-hmm. So they are they are a better team now. Um, I I look for that to be a pretty good game. And as somebody headed to this tournament tomorrow, that's kind of my my highlight game to watch. Um, I I it's going to come down to what it always does. I think for Nottaway Holt, finding a way to establish the interior game, getting Chloe Jenkins going in there. Um, getting getting some opportunities for Shana Culp, obviously, and uh, seeing if Kalen Edmondson can get in there too, even from the guard spot. So they have some options, some weapons. Um, should be a should be a toss up, close game. I know you've seen a little bit more of Christian than I have. Um, I, like I said, they played, but I was in the I was in Stewartsville for that one. That game happened in Osborne, so I missed that one um, and haven't seen that matchup yet. Just what are your impressions on the the Christian girls uh, so far this year? They're not very good. Um, <laughs> uh, I I hate to be that blunt about it, um, but you know that was a Christian team that uh, West Nottaway hung with. Um, and no slide to West Nottaway. Um, but, you know, this is a game that Nottaway Holt should win. I was really impressed with them the other night against South Holt. Um, they looked like a different team coming out of break. Um, so if you're the Trojans, you have to go into this game thinking you're going to win. Um, and really, that'd be a win for both teams. Um, because I think Christian is another team that if West Nottaway gets uh, – in the second round there, um, it's it's a game they can be competitive in. Uh, I'm not sure it's one they can win without Piper, um, and that depends. You know, the other night, even in that win, you know, as impressed as we've been with Sydney, she looked like a freshman in that game, and that's what Coach Collins said. 
um, which you have to expect. Uh, she's going to have games like that. Um, but I think this is a game that Ottawa Holt has to win. Uh, then you go up against East Atchison, and that's like we said, that's that's a tough one. Um, but the Trojans look like a much better team coming out of break. You know, adding Bohannon um, because South Holt, while they're not a great team, they are a solid team. And uh, talking to Coach Peterson after that, when he was impressed with Nottaway Holt, um, and so I think that's one that uh, they should win. And then you just want to try and. Uh, hang around with East Ashton in that second round. And I got to correct myself. I was on the wrong line in my document here. Um, of course, not away Holt fans will remind me that they beat uh, St. Joe Christian by 11 points in that opener. So that's uh, one of the wins this season already for not away Holt. And like I said, I think they've improved from that game. So I, I would, I would favor not away Holt in this one. Um, and then, yeah, it's going to be a tough second-round matchup, but but then they get themselves into a trophy game and a third-place spot probably um, to try to to try to win over one of the teams in the bottom half of the bracket here. And diving into that bottom half of the bracket as we just continue to roll along, um, the other local team in the bracket, not North Nottaway, comes in seeded second. Um, I would say that that's a little skewed by their early season success, but they've been having success since they've had this new, new lineup as well. And the new lineup, um, I mean, it's, it's a lot of the mainstays that you've seen. It's just a little less deep than they uh, used to be. Um, And I, I think coming into this, um, obviously getting the two seed is beneficial in the first round. I don't know much about Fall City, but if they're the seven seed, I don't expect much out of them. And I think uh, North Nottaway should be able to pick up that win uh, on Tuesday. And if they can do that, or if they can advance there, and then they get the winner of South Holt and Rockport. And I think they can – you've also seen um, South Holt uh, this year, and I have not, so – Maybe you can fill us in on the third seed here, but the uh, I really I think North Nottaway has a good shot to to get into that championship game against East Ashton, and then I'd I'd be worried in that game a little bit. But if, if I think they can advance through this half of the bracket at least, what what are your thoughts on that potential semifinal with South Holt? Well, you know I think second place in this tournament feels like first place. Um, I think any team would be happy to get there. Um, you know, I watched North Nottaway and South Holt, um, and that was kind of the day um, they had gotten the news on Sailor. Um, and I think they were down a little bit. Um, they just weren't focused. Uh, and plus, you know, that's a game in which you're uh, moving pieces around and trying to figure out what you're going to do. Uh, and they, you know, Again, to be blunt, they were they were pretty bad that game, um, and still uh, they hung around and kept it close. So I would think in a rematch, uh, you'd have to favor North Nottaway because even with those injuries, uh, the Mustangs are just still a pretty good team, um, and I think a better team than South Holt. So I, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, tournaments can be funny, um, but I, I would expect North Nottaway to get to this championship. Um, and 
you know, with Sailor, I think that championship game becomes interesting just because of the athleticism and being able to hang uh, with those guards of East Atchison. Because um, it's kind of the opposite of what we were talking about with West Not Away. They don't really have the athleticism to stick with them, so they kind of have to, uh, you know, crowd the, the box there a little bit. Um, but still, I think it would be a good test for North Not Away uh, to see where they are in the second half of the season um, and where they can go. Yeah, I think even more than just not having Sailor, that press that they run is reliant on having a deep team and being able to uh, – That obviously the Brown sisters were the top of that press and the Sailor and Sarah uh, creating some havoc and uh, letting Jaden Dobbins and Jackie Klein kind of play behind them and play off of them. Lauren Herndon, too, when she's in. But I think they, they've kind of had to rediscover the way they play because they can't play that frenetic pace when, you've, when you're down to five or in my case last time I saw them, they were down to four girls that, could, that had real experience on the roster playing. And uh, two of those girls I'm mentioning with real experience are freshmen. So they've, they're less than 10 games into their careers here. So um, – with, they're, uh, they're impressive freshmen, though. They are they good them. freshmen. I saw that last game, Lauren Herndon hit five three-pointers in that game and really, really had a nice game. 17 points overall, complimented Jackie Klein, who, who at this point, with the lack of depth, the, uh, the Mustangs kind of need Jackie to be the best player on the court against almost the same team they play because they need – they just need that they they can't rely on their depth anymore, so they kind of have to rely on that top-end talent to, to get them through. And Jackie is their best player and really needs to really needs to step up in that way. They still have one of the best backcourts in the area with Jada Dobbins, Jackie, and then uh, Lauren Herndon. So they're not lacking there. And Saren Brown kind of gives you that swing option, can guard almost anybody is a really nice weapon to have. They were without Carissa Oberhauser, who's kind of their true post player um, last game, and their, their other starter. If they can get her back, that would help a lot because they they just really lack any experience out of the rest of the group. And I don't, I don't know what her timetable for returning is, but um, if they could get her back at least before that semifinal game and uh, – and potential championship or third place game if they lose the semi, um, that would be big for big for them. But that's kind of our our look at the girls bracket. I think we're both picking East Satchin to win this bracket. Um, but the the rest of it will be really interesting to see what what transpires and what happens around them. So let's flip to uh, the boys bracket, um, which. It's top seed. This one's this one's different because I mean East Satchin just head and shoulders seems above most of the teams in the uh, in the girls bracket. This one is a jumbled mess of teams that um, you could see almost on any given day type thing that that most teams could beat each other. The top seed is St. Joe Christian, um, and they're going to play eight seeded North Nottaway. Um, and Christian should beat North Nottaway. North Nottaway still young, still developing. 
just like the or the North Nottoway girls were without Carissa Oberhauser last time I saw him. The boys are without Carson. He's one of their better players. Um, it'll be a lot of Aiden and Andrew Blackford in this game. You're going to have to carry a lot of the offense. And uh, Christian's probably just too deep and too good of a team to let that happen. But I don't think they should get blown off the floor by Christian by any means. I think they can keep it uh, a relatively competitive game in this one. Um, do you kind of see the same thing? I know you saw Christian play against uh, West Nottaway the other day or a couple weeks ago, actually. But what, uh, what, have you see, what do you see from Christian and what do you think of this matchup? Uh, you know, I think from Christian, what I see is what I see for most of the teams in this bracket. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of like you said, you know, any team could win this. Um, and that's because of the inconsistency you see from all of these teams. Um, and Christian's the same way. Um, now, what they have that you won't see from a lot of these teams is uh, a lot of size. Um, and that's that's the problem they ran into uh, in that West Nottaway game was uh, their size became irrelevant because, you know, West Nottaway – uh, did what they do in a lot of games, and they just started chucking up threes and making them. Uh, and you can't trade uh, twos for threes or threes for twos, whichever way you want to say it. Um, but, you know, a team that, that is interesting is North Nottaway in this game. Um, you know, they've, they've stayed positive uh, through that first half of the season. Um, and you talk to them, and they keep saying, hey, we're going to turn this around, we're going to turn this around. Um, and you're just kind of waiting for that. Um, because right now when you watch them, uh, you see kind of Aiden Blackford and, uh, that's really about it. The only one that really, you know, Andrew will add something every now and then, or, you know, Carson maybe, um, but they, if they want to improve, um, and win some games in this back half of the season, uh, they have to find someone else to help Aiden. Yeah, they're, they're. Still developing. There's some young players who have flashed at times for them, um, certainly, but they just need they need some consistency. And I really think Carson Oberhauser gave them that consistency. Like he's never gonna have a he's never gonna really probably have a thirty point game for you unless he gets real hot from three. But um, he's he's just a good passer, good decision maker, can settle down their offense a little bit. And I think when I saw them against West Nottaway, they played pretty well against West Nottaway and kept it close for, for a while. But um, they once things started going poorly, they they kind of let their hand off the steering wheel and West Nottaway really ran away from them and uh, forced them into a lot of errors with the press and everything. And um, I do worry about that in this game, especially if Carson's not back. And then the second, the the four or five matchup in this one is uh, is Rockport and uh, Nottaway Holt, and uh, I I mean Nottaway Holt's kind of been a hot and cold team this year. I've been really impressed with what Coach Barbosa has done with that group, just to get them where they're at and competitive in most games. And obviously they've won a handful of games this year, which hasn't happened in a few years there um, as they've been struggling as of late. Rockport's an interesting matchup for them in that that 4-5 uh, 
Um, that should really be interesting just going into it. Um, I, I, this game, I honestly haven't seen Rockport play this year, so I can't tell you that much about them. Um, but I know you've seen Nottaway Holt more recently than I have, Anthony. Um, just what, what's kind of the key for, for Nottaway Holt kind of to get back on track? Cause they had that strong start to the season and now they've lost four straight. Uh, I know it started with a real disappointing loss, the Union Star. And then uh, King City, North Harrison, and South Holt are all below 500. They're right around 500, so they're, they're solid teams. But still, uh, you'd like to see maybe the Trojans would have stolen one of those. And certainly, they would have liked to have beaten Union Star. So, um, so what have you seen from Nottaway Holt lately? The 2019-2018 version, um, you know, that's what it reminded me of the other night. Um, and, you know, you read my story as well and some of the things that Coach Barbosa had to say after that one um, because, you know, that was disappointing. You know, South Holt may, may be a better team, um, but to get beat like that, you know, that's not something you expect, um, not after the start they've had. And I, yeah, I can't really put my finger on what the difference has been. Um, but, you know, Coach Barbosa just thinks that, uh, you know, like he said, to quote him, they're, they're soft. Um, and so they have to, have to find that, uh, some physicality uh, in this. Um, and, you know, they kind of have to get out of that losing mindset. And I think maybe that's what happened the other night against South Holt was – um, they got behind, um, and then you add on the three losses they had before that, and you think maybe this team is just lacking confidence. Um, so we'll see. I, you know, they have the talent um, to beat Rockport. You know, we've seen that team uh, play really well. Um, you know, with Brylin and Noah and uh, Blake and guys like that. When they're when they're going, they're they're a decent team. Um, and so that's – they have to find a way to get those three going, um, especially when Brylin, you know, like the other night, they South Holt shut him down. And um, I think that could have been an issue as well as, um, you know, if he's not going, uh, maybe they don't know how, <laughs> you know, to pick up where uh, they expect him to be. Um, yeah. So th- this would be interesting for them uh, because I think – if they lose to Rockport and they lose badly, um, that's not a great sign. And I, if if there's someone that can turn around, I think it's Barbosa, uh, especially if they get his message. Yeah, and I mean those first three losses that I mentioned before that South Holt game, they were all single digit losses. And like I said, the last two, the Union Star one, you don't like to see. I know mutual friend of the program, Devin Albertson, was angry about the refs in that game. Well, he was angry in the King City game, too, and I was there, and that one wasn't bad. But um, he was really angry about the uh, Union Star refs. Um, but still, if Nottaway Holt has made the strides that they want to make, it shouldn't be that close that a couple bad calls can burn you against, uh, against a team like Union Star. And to see it just that 25-point loss against uh, against South Holt, 
uh, they, you can't do that either. Um, a couple, the last couple of years, that would have been one of the closer games of the year, unfortunately, for not way old. But with the changed expectations this year and what Barbosa is holding them to, you can't have that. And I was happy to see that actually when I, when I read your story and uh, and edited that because that's you, you don't want to have them settling. And if he wasn't upset about his team's effort in that one, that would have scared me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so to have him that upset, they're they're setting a high standard there. And uh, this game with Rockport, I think, would be a huge a huge win to kind of set them straight again and have and just have that nice uh, that that nice momentum going into the rest of the tournament. And then you get a game with Christian, and that'd be a tough matchup. But um, it's it's also a game that they could compete in as well if they if they got that far. But Rockport right now is two and seven on the season. They played an insanely tough schedule by uh, by Class One standards. Um, they've already seen the likes of Mount City, who's a good team. Um, they they had uh, Jefferson already, who obviously his record's not not great, but um, Platte Valley that is. But and they but they played well. They had Mount City again. They lost to them. Um, East Ashton once in here. So they played a tough schedule. St. Joe Christian, Northeast not away. Just a lot of lot of murderers row there for them. So I think they're kind of in a similar spot to not away Holt, just kind of wanting to get a good a good statement win to kind of reset their season. So that should be an interesting matchup to, in the top half of the bracket there. And as we as we skip down to the to the lower half of the bracket, a matchup that Anthony is very familiar with. Um, East Ashton, the seventh seed against the second seeded West Nottaway Rockets. But this is a game that Anthony saw the other day where the seventh seed already has a win over the second seed. So um, what does what does West Nottaway have to do to change what happened uh just a couple games ago there against the wolves you know i kind of wondered in that game afterwards if they kind of came into that game with a mindset that i had um you know with east Ashton being down a couple of players um that they were just going to run away with it um and i don't i didn't see the focus um and when i we talked about inconsistency you know west nottaway is one of those teams um just because uh, when they play well and they play together, uh, they could beat anyone. Uh, the way they shoot the ball, you know, that's that's kind of thing where you could give a team like Mountain City a run. Um, but then again, there are times where, you know, you play down to your opponent. You know, the other night they were down 17 to 13 to Union Star at the end of the first quarter. Now they, they woke up a little bit after that and, you know, ended up running away with that game. Um, but this is a game, and maybe the other night's a good thing for them. They learned that they have to be focused going into this one um, because if not, you know, like we saw, East Ashton could beat this team. Um, and that's that's kind of the issue with West Nottaway right now is when they're not focused, um, they're a team that can, you know, they could drop a game they don't need to drop. Yeah, and just this bracket to me in the lower half, Again, Falls City is a three seed down here. 
I don't know much about Falls City. Um, I know they lose a lot of good players every year. It's the Falls City Sacred Heart, um, and who wins the state championship more years than not, it feels like, in the state of Nebraska. So um, if Falls City is never really a power, they played Maryville a couple times the last couple years, gotten beat. Um, but it'll be interesting to see see maybe that semifinal matchup if West Nottaway can avenge or lost the East action. But I kind of – I like West Nottaway to make it into the that championship game and get another match with probably Christian. And uh, I kind of think West Nottaway could beat him again and win it. So West Nottaway would be my pick to win this tournament. But I say that a little hesitantly because they are also – probably the most inconsistent team in our area. They have so much talent on that team with guys like Tyler Blay, Hunter Dawson, uh, Braxton Rollmeyer, um, Dawson Fast. It just keeps going. They got some young guys that can play, guys like uh, Michael don't Cook forget, and Riley Blay. Don't Grant forget the team. Huh? Grant Atkins. I, I, I named Grant Atkins. He, <laughs> he, he does it all for him too. So um, – they're just such a fun team to watch when they're clicking. They can be very frustrating when they're not clicking. And yeah. if, but if they're playing, if they're playing their brand of ball and the way they're capable of, I I think they can uh, win this tournament and win it fairly easily. If they're not playing their brand of ball, they could lose the East Action in the first round. Yeah. So, but I think uh, for you, I hope I know you'll be covering this one, and I'll be. Uh, you know, bouncing between Stanbury and South Harrison. I over you, you get the Christian and West Nottaway in the finals. Um, because as strange as it is, that's it's become a bit of a rivalry. Um, you know, they don't play very often. Um, but you kind of felt that um, after that game earlier this year, you know, West Nottaway remembered that Christian beat them by 20 last year. Um, and for Christian, it was – they were focused on this tournament and getting another shot – at West Nottaway. So I think uh, that rematch could be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any you know, hostility between the two, but, uh, you know, a fun little rivalry there. And I think that rematch would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think this boys tournament is uh, circle your calendar um, matches with a lot of these guys. I don't think it's the, the elite of the elite class one teams, but there's also no – no stinkers in this group. Every team is is a solid team, even down to the eighth seed with North Nottaway can can do some things and can beat some people. So I, I I'm really looking forward to this this tournament and uh, and how interesting that can be with how they match up. Um, I said I thought West Nottaway was going to win it. Do you do you have a feeling on who you think uh, is the top team out of this group? Um. Playing at their best, it's West Nottaway. Um, I think Christian may be the more, you know, I can't even say consistent team. You know, uh, talking to their coach after that one, you know, he had talked about them being a little inconsistent too. Um, so now that I really think about it, this is a tournament that West Nottaway should win. Yeah, I, I, I really tend to agree. And I, I think they should win most of the games they play, though, because I really like the talent of that group. Um, so we'll see if this can be like a turning point type thing and if they can 
experience that success of winning that tournament might really fuel them going into the rest of the season. But um, we turn our eyes east to uh, to Bethany in the South Harrison tournament, um, the South Harrison Invitational, excuse me. And we've only got one team in that um, field, and that is Northeast Nottoway. Um, the, the girls come in, seated seventh, super tough first matchup. Uh, even as far as second seed, you always expect them to be tough. But Princeton's, Princeton's really a good team um, that they'll have to face there. Uh, I, I, that's just a tough draw for them on Monday. Um, Monday night at six o'clock, they play them. Um, that team I've liked kind of, I saw them most recently on Friday against the team. Nobody ever wants to face with the Platte Valley girls. Um, and they, they struggled like you'd expect against Platte Valley, but I think they also did some, some okay stuff against maybe the second or the third unit in some things because Platte Valley is so deep. They outscored them in the final quarter. Uh, Northeast did uh, six to two, which is better than not outscoring them in that quarter. So um, they they did some good things. Um, I know Coach Cox has been building that program now um, this year and trying to just get them playing the right way and doing doing the right things. And I think I think they're kind of turning the corner that way. Uh, Delaney Offer is somebody who had a nice, a nice game against uh, against uh, Platte Valley. She had six points, um, led him in scoring that that game. Had three in the first quarter. So against the Platte Valley, uh, against the Platte Valley starters. Um, so that was that's good to see. She's obviously uh, their post presence. Um, a strong kid that that can really uh, do some work on the offensive glass and other games that I've seen them play. Um, she's she's definitely always around the rim when the ball's going up, so uh, that's that's a good sign. She's somebody I'd, I'd look at in this tournament. Obviously, they're led by their guards and Sheber, Joe Boswell. I've had some good good moments this year. Each um, they really need to get. They really need to get Ann going um, to to really have a chance in any game because those freshmen kind of feed off of her. If you're if you're saying Delaney Offer and uh, and Joel Boswell are their other two best players, then that they just need that senior to follow. And uh, Cassie Redden too. Cassie, um, I wrote about her the other day because she organized that purple out between. Uh, between Platte Valley and Northeast Nottoway and did a really good job of that. But um, Coach Cox calls her their four general parallel players, call her that too, um, from that from that uh, forward spot, just kind of settling everything down. Like we talked with uh, North Nottoway's boys that Carson Oberhauser sometimes does. Uh, Cassie kind of takes that role and can be a good distributor for, uh, for Northeast too. And uh, Jaden Atkins, the other starter I should mention uh, didn't start the season with the team has come on and has done some good stuff. And I was impressed with her handling the press, maybe a little better than, than some others did against the uh, Platte Valley when they were pressing. So um, anyway, that's, I wouldn't expect a win over Princeton necessarily, but I think in that next round, um, if the seedings hold true, it's three seated Tri-County, 
against six-seeded South Harrison, so the host school. Um, if they get the host South Harrison, that's obviously hard to go into their building, but I think they could uh, put up a real fight with uh, with South Harrison and potentially get into that consolation final and get themselves a third game in that tournament because there would be no no seventh place game if they would lose their first two. So I think that's got to be the goal to get yourself playing on that final day of the tournament and get yourself into that that consolation final and see if you can't come away with a with a uh, with a trophy of some kind. I know in the past I, every tournament does it different whether they award a consolation trophy or not, but um, I know most do for that fifth place game. So. That would be that would be certainly fun for those girls and a good step in the right direction. Um, my rant's about over, Anthony. What do you what do you think of? Uh, I know you haven't seen Northeast not away in a while, but um, is it kind of the same thing? Just looking for that improvement, like we talked about with some of these other teams. Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> you can't expect them to be Princeton, but uh, I think, like you said, you just want to see improvement in this. Um, especially uh, in that second round. Uh, I, you know, South Harrison's not a great team, um, which is why they're the sixth seed. Um, and I think even if you don't beat South Harrison, I think that's a game you want to be competitive in. Yeah, for sure. I think that that is the goal, and, and that would kind of be the circled game, and that would be Wednesday assuming that they uh, – assume well, either way, win or lose against Princeton, the game would be Wednesday. But assuming they, they fall in that one, that would be an early game on Wednesday, 6 o'clock game. So um, that would be the one I'd have circled if I was a Blue Jay fan and uh, and hoping to, to get a nice win there and, and really feel good coming out of that tournament. Um, the boys are in the bottom half of the bracket – um, I know they didn't get to play against Flat Valley, which was a game I really had circled as as could be an interesting game with the way Platte Valley's improving as of late, the boys program. Um, but I know a game that Northeast would have certainly been counting on winning. So uh, they go in that tournament as the as the three seed, um, go, get to go up against Tri-County at 16 in the first round. Um, we might see another South Harrison matchup if the seeds hold true. South Harrison is two seed coming into that. Um, just with Northeast and the way they've been playing as of late, um, like I said, they've been shut down for a little while coming out of break, not getting that Platte Valley game. Um, but they they should be on pace to play in this one, and I think they – they should have a good shot of making it out of this first round and kind of advancing a little deeper into the tournament. That South Harrison game will obviously be a tough one if that's what it ends up being. But I just really like what this Northeast Nottaway team can do. I liked in their first tournament experience when they were in Stewartsville at the PVI. thought they performed well there. Um, it kind of comes down to can they – control inside and let their guards do their thing because they are smaller. Um, but obviously Austin pride, it's a, it's a talented big guy. He just has to kind of have that, have that edge to him to really uh, control the paint. And that's at times this year, that's been my concern with them is that he likes to be on the outside. He likes to play that face up game, which he's very good at, 
but they really need him to be a presence on the interior. So hopefully um, you can see some of that this week and see him really, uh, really stand out. And uh, if they're going to make a deep run, he needs to be one of the best players in this tournament, um, as well as Ben Boswell, I would say, who's who's been stepping up and, and really doing a good job kind of in his third year as a starter there. So um, if Ben and Austin can kind of get into a groove, that helps everybody else get going with Dylan McIntyre and guys like Lean Dak, Zach Pride, all those um, all those guys for them. So if, if they can get rolling, I think that's the key. And Austin being a force inside is important for – it's important for what they can do and uh, if they can make a run in this tournament. Um, Anthony, what do you think of – of how deep of a run they can make in. I know we're not super familiar because it's a Bethany tournament. It's a lot of teams that are kind of outside the teams we see all the time in the 275 that uh, that kind of stretch out a little bit. But what what do you see from this tournament as a whole? You know, like I said, you know, like you said, it's it's kind of hard to say. Um, I know when you watch Northeast not away, uh, at times they can be really impressive. Um, and, you know, one of the best teams in our area, uh, at least on the boys' side, um, because they have that talent. Um, and for them, it's just all about putting it together. Uh, the interesting thing for me will be uh, to see how they play after such a long layoff. Um, and I think that's the perk of being a three seed in this one, though, is, um, you know, you get a tri-county team that you should be able to beat um, and allows you to get in the rhythm a little bit. Um, but, um, if I'm getting my Harrison's correct, you know, South Harrison seems, uh, like a team that Northeast Nottoway could beat, um, you know, without knowing too much. I know I, I saw Princeton last year and they were, they were really, really impressive, um, against a really good Platte Valley team, uh, even beat them. So I, I don't think winning this championship is something that, you know, they could probably do. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me either if this was a team playing uh, Saturday evening. Yeah, and to put some reference on uh, on South Harrison a little bit because I know we've we've talked around them a little bit. They're they're seven and three this year. They're a quality team. Um, the game that or the games actually because they played the school twice. They played uh, they played Platte Valley twice this year, and. Uh, in the first game, Platte Valley lost by one point. The second game, they lost by eight points. So competitive games both times. Um, so if if you look at that, I mean, like I said, I was excited to see Platte Valley versus Northeast um, Friday before that game got canceled. But if you look at that from a, from a Northeast perspective, you expected to beat Platte Valley. So you should expect to beat South Harrison, I think. But – what you expect sometimes doesn't work out that way. So um, definitely a game they have to be up for. Um, it's a quality South Harrison team, though, like I said. They're 7-3, so I don't want to shortchange them at all. They have a win over Princeton in their most recent game, and Princeton's obviously, like we said, a quality team. So it'll be, it'll be another interesting, just like the Fairfax tournament was kind of a scramble. It'll be an interesting tournament, especially uh, aside from aside from that that top, especially in that bottom half of the bracket is what I'm trying to say. So um, 
So and, and now that you brought that up, you know, I was at that Platte Valley and South Harrison game. Um, and, you know, going back in time a little bit and, you know, kind of remembering uh, who South Harrison is, uh, that's a team that Northeast Ottawa should beat. Um, not saying that they will, you know, uh, South Harrison, you know, kind of looking at their schedule, they seem to play uh, close games uh, no matter who they're playing. Um, you know, they beat Princeton. So, you know, depending yeah. on what South Harrison team you get, um, and, you know, like I said, we don't see a lot of these teams. You know, I saw Princeton last year, um, but, you know, I couldn't tell you who they brought back or if it's a completely different team. Um, so I think, that, you know, the second game will be interesting um, because you just – you don't really know what to expect from South Harrison, and you don't know what to expect from the Blue Jays either um, just because, you know, it's been such a long time since they've played a game. I do wonder just uh, just doing a little research on Princeton this year. Um, Princeton got off to a really good start this season, um, was undefeated through their first uh, seven games, and then they've lost the last two, including that loss to South Harrison. Um, just back-to-back days, they lost to Green City, really good team, Green City, and then lost to South Harrison. So I'm curious if they were at full strength for those games in the COVID era. You kind of got to ask it. I do not. I do not know one way or another. But um, I'd be curious about that because Princeton, for many of the years, just loaded team. Really, really beat up on teams like Stanbury and Worth County, who I think are quality teams. Um, and that that would uh, make me curious to know if they were. We're at full strength for those last two games. So um, I'm not even going to try to pick a winner for this one. I know we've been picking winners. Um, if I had to guess, I would say Princeton, even with that recent losses, um, just being the top seed. But I think Northeast Nottaway and South Harrison both would have a decent chance in this tournament. So it should be an interesting one for sure in that um, a tournament where I don't have too many questions about who is uh, about who is going to be there on the final night is uh, the Stanberry Girls Tournament. Um, I'm I'm very confident in uh, Platte Valley and Stanberry to be that final game. Um, I did say earlier that we were down to just one team in each of these fields. Technically, in the Stanberry Girls Tournament, we do have two teams. Um, because Lafayette pulled out of it, um, Platte Valley, like I said before, is so deep. They are putting their JV into this tournament as well. So, um, they, they take the eight seed, um, which is kind of <laughs> unfortunate for them. Um, so it gives Platte Valley's varsity and their JV a buy in the first round because they're not going to play each other. So, uh, Platte Valley automatically advances into the semifinals. And Platte Valley's girls go into the consolation. I am almost on that night of the tournament, or in that round of the tournament, I should say. It's on two separate nights. I am almost more curious on the Platte Valley JV game and if they could get themselves into that consolation final, uh, which would be kind of cool for those girls because I think whoever Platte Valley gets of King City, Worth County, that 4-5 matchup, 
Um, it should be a runaway. Platte Valley should run away from any team they play this year, aside from Maryville, um, who obviously they already played, and aside from potentially Stanbury, which is what makes this tournament really interesting. Um, and I should say this year before the state playoffs. Um, obviously, once we get into the playoffs, they'll have some tough games. But um, the way that Platte Valley team's playing right now, I really like what I'm seeing out of them. And I would expect them to make the final. I know you've seen – we've both seen quite a bit of Platte Valley this year. Um, what, what do you want to see from them as they continue what appears to be a uh, crash course towards the state playoffs? Uh, you know, for them, it's pretty simple. They, they should lose again. Um, the next time they should possibly lose would be in the final four. Um, that's how good this team is. Uh, Stanbury is really good. Uh, their lone losses were a two point loss to uh, state ranked Cameron um, and then Mid Buchanan, uh, two really good programs. Um, but, you know, we saw, or I saw last year that Platte Valley finally got over that Stanbury hurdle. Um, that really kind of plagued them in previous years. Um, they just couldn't get by them for some reason. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's simple. Uh, Platte Valley shouldn't lose again, and they should win this tournament. I expect that final to be close, um, but I also expect them to win that. Yeah, and I was thinking about this when I actually saw the, the fact that their JV is playing in this. I'm Disappointing really they're not playing each other. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, if they could just divide up teams equally and then maybe switch players back after that game, that'd be a fun matchup. Because I was thinking if it – and this obviously isn't going to be the lineup Coach Peterson puts out there, but his his second five, say a lineup of Sarah Langford, Madeline Madsen, um, um, Briley Angle, uh, Claire Galbraith, Sydney Dean – that, that lineup is at least the third best team in this tournament and could maybe even challenge a stand there, I would say. Like that, if they had that second, that lineup, um, that that's a fun one. But I don't think any of those players will play JV. I think they all will be varsity reserves. I would guess that might be the cutoff that Peterson uses to, to determine who, who gets to play on that that B team and who's on the, the varsity team here. So um, anyway, I am interested in the, in what that team does in this tournament, but that'll be a story for another day, I guess. And, and kind of getting a glimpse of some of the players that they have coming up who could be the future of that program. Although a lot of those are already playing varsity with how young that team is at the top. So um, anyway, just an interesting tournament and an interesting – I would pick Platte Valley to beat Stanberry in the final, like I said. But it is it, – it should be a fun one to watch. Two top six teams in the state. Um, Stanberry's ranked sixth in Class 1. Um, obviously was at the Final Four just a couple years ago. Um, playing in the championship, actually. They lost that championship game. And Platte Valley experienced the same thing last year, losing the state championship game. So, uh, two teams have been there, done that, and uh, should be a should be a high quality game on Saturday. Um, 
But as we flip to the boys' side of it in our final tournament of the week, um, we got Platte Valley's boys who are in a really interesting spot. They played the other day against the Cab. Like I said, they didn't get to play against Northeast Nottaway. And against the Cab, are you ready for this shooting line? Because old Trevor McQueen had himself a day. Nine for ten from three-point range for uh, – for Trevor in that game. Um, mutual friend of the program, Mary Collins, was talking to me about it at the uh, at the uh, Platte Valley Northeast game. And she, Mary Collins? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Who's Mary Collins? Um, who um, – the better half of Dan Collins, if you want an uh, example. But anyway, she, she told me Trevor had a really good game. And then the next day, Tim Germain sent me the stats. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he had a really good game in that one. So, um, Trevor's shooting like that, it's hard to beat this team. But um, we will see. I, we've, I know we've both been advocates for a while now that Platte Valley played such a tough early schedule that uh, kind of the best was yet to come for that group. But um, – if they can shoot like that and they can play like that, then it's really high potential. We, uh, I said earlier, they really need Trevor to be that that number one go to guy too. So if he's if he's kind of breaking out with a game like that and can continue that momentum, obviously you know, that's a once in a lifetime game. You're probably never going to shoot like that again unless you're Trevor Hudgens. Um, but they. Coming into this tournament, if he can play like that, I do think there's a chance that they can make a little bit of noise. Um, the first-round opponent is a good team. Uh, Platte Valley comes in seeded six, so they get three-seeded Worth County. Worth County, like I said, is a really good team, a really big and physical team, which is what gives me most concern in that, in that tournament or in that setting because they are – just they're they're pound you guys like Alex Reinhardt um guys like just really good players obviously football guys from that team uh Aiden Gladstone's a good player for them they they are just loaded with uh with big physical players so that's that's kind of what scares me in that matchup and is where Platte Valley doesn't have quite as much size as they've had well anyone near as much size as they've had in in the past, but especially on that team. So it's going to be a big, big game for uh, Gabe Norstein to kind of come out and, uh, and be that big guy inside and try to bang with those guys a little bit. Um, that's going to be a tall task to ask. Um, and they're going to have to hit shots, frankly, because it's going to be hard to score in the paint and, and get much fast breaks with the, uh, with the uh, size and speed athleticism that Worth County has. So that, that'll that be a tough matchup, but I think they can compete in that game. And like I said, they've been getting better late, so I'm not putting really anything past them. Um, if you're comparing scores, again, it comes back to Northeast and Ottawa. Again, if you want a reference or somebody close in the region, uh, Worth County kind of handled – uh, Northeast Nottaway pretty good in their matchup that I saw them play earlier this season. So um, that would that would concern me about Platte Valley in that game. 
And then the second round game is either North Andrew, who Platte Valley hung with for a while, and then uh, North Andrew got away from them late to win that. Or uh, Lafayette's JV, which who knows what Lafayette's JV is going to have. Can't tell you. That would be the uh, that would be the consolation match most likely, um, if they were to fall to Worth County. So that's why I see from that that half of the bracket. What just looking at that bottom half of the bracket for now? What what else stands out to you, and what what do you like about those uh, those potential matchups? The Worth County uh, Platte Valley game is interesting to me just because I think uh, we're not giving Platte Valley enough credit for how uh, they've been playing recently. Um, you know, while you were, uh, you know, talking about what you thought, I was kind of going through uh, recent matchups. Um, you know, I looked at Northland Christian. Um, that four point loss is a really good loss. Uh, you know, Northland Christian's eight and one, and they've, They've beaten some good teams. Um, and then you look, you know, Worth County is interesting just because, um, you know, they scored 32 against Stanbury, um, who's, you know, the five seed in this one and lost by 11. Um, and then, you know, they beat St. Joe Christian by three. Um, so I think, you know, you kind of have to look at this one and believe that, you know, if Platte Valley – is playing as they have been the last uh, few games, and you get that from North County. This is a game that Platte Valley could win. Yeah, I think we came into this one maybe believing that um, it just wasn't, you know, that Platte Valley was going to lose this one uh, most likely. Um, but the way they've been playing recently has impressed me um, and the opponents they've played. So, uh, we'll see, and it all, I think it all depends on what Worth County team you get. Yeah, um, they can. I just think it's a bad matchup in terms of – that's what really worries me is just that size. It's just a bad matchup for Worth County – or for uh, Platte Valley when they when they have to face that big of teams. And hopefully I'm wrong. I won't be covering the game, so I can feel fine in saying that. I hope Platte Valley wins that game, but I, I just don't like that matchup for them um, in that one after seeing them. I did see – I was at that Northland Christian game. They should have won that game, in fact, um, or they had just as good a chance to win that game at least. Um, so, yeah, I do think that's, that's an interesting score comparison there. But just seeing those two teams up close, it's going to be – there's just going to be such a size disparity that it would be nervous in that to, to have to go up against them. Um, and then North Andrew in the second round, I've seen that game too already. Uh, Tanner McDaniel is a stud for them. He is, he is terrific. He knows he's good. He lets people know he's good, but um, he is good too. So he, he deserves um, – that recognition, and I think I don't think Worth County will be able to beat him um, because I do think they have a little bit more size that can uh, contend with them. So I would pick North Andrew to come out of that half of the bracket, um, but that is a quality half of the bracket. When Platte Valley is a six seed in a tournament, you know it's a good tournament. Well, it makes me wonder 
Um, you know, like you brought up earlier, the COVID thing, you know, I talked about Stanbury uh, being Worth County by 11 and holding them to 32 points. Um, well, they played in the first game of the year in the Albany tournament, you know, and Worth County scored 68 and beat them by 12. Um, that is quite a drastic change going from 68 to 32. Um, so I guess – I guess we'll see, and that's that's the fun thing about these tournaments is you don't really know what you're going to get for the most part. You know, this one, I, I think we know what we're going to get. Uh, that team in purple will hold up the first-place trophy at the end of this one. Uh, yeah, which we're is, getting to that. <laughs> uh, which, which is disappointing to me um, just because the last couple of years I've gotten uh, to watch, uh, you know, those Platte Valley boys teams and Mountain City play some – just fantastic games in this tournament. Um, and I just – I you, you've seen North Andrew. Um, maybe they can hang with Mountain City, but I haven't seen a team yet that's really proven that they can hang with Panthers. Yeah, that team in purple, of course, you were referencing. Uh, the King City Wildcats, favorites to win this tournament, according to Anthony Crane, mark it down. So, <laughs> no, uh, Mountain City, Tony Osborne, Landon Papa, the boys – um, they're going to win this tournament. They're really good, really, really good. Um, and they're going to they're gonna win this tournament. They play King City in the first round. Um, they'll get the winner of Albany-Stanbury, which I think will be Stanbury. But Albany is ranked higher. That's, that's a little bit of a toss-up, as those four or five matchups are. Um, but, yeah, Mountain City is really good. And – they are both of our picks to win this tournament. Um, like I said, Tanner McDaniel's really good for uh, for North Andrew, and I think his kind of size and and length and everything can uh, could give Mount City a little bit of problems. But I think Tony Osborne gives uh, anybody he plays a whole lot more problems. So Mount City will win this tournament handily um unless landon wells corbin taylor uh you know if landon can find corbin deep you know maybe maybe i mean you left off their best player but <laughs> but anyway <laughs> your boy parker muff you gotta king city to be fair to king city is like we said in in the in the uh, Fairfax tournament, North Andrew or North Nottaway is a really good eight seed. Um, King City is an elite eight seed. Like, I saw them against Nottaway Holt earlier this year pretty well handle Nottaway Holt. And they are they're a quality team. So, to have them an eight <laughs> it's, seed. It's confusing to me, um, you know, because we talked about those guys. You know, Landon and Taylor and Parker, truly great athletes. Um, phenomenal football players. But they beat Union Star in basketball by four. Yeah. And it, it's just, um, you know, because I think we see, especially in class one, it's so easy for these football guys to transition to basketball. And, you know, you almost expect the great football players to also be good in basketball. Um, but that doesn't seem to be the case in King City. Yeah, I think I caught their – I think I caught one of their best games of the season with that win over Nottaway Holt. Um, but I was impressed with them. So, in any way, even if they're not very good, which they won't look very good against Mountain City 
and probably not against the loser of Albany and Stanbury as well. Um, we'll put it down to Platte Valley as a sixth seed, and that's still an elite uh, elite tournament field if they're a sixth seed. So we'll we'll phrase it that way instead, I guess. Maybe I'm overhyping King City. But with that overhype, of course, Phil Cobb is both of our bosses too. So if we didn't overhype uh, King City, he'd be a little mad at us. So, uh, but with that being said, that wraps up this preview of all the area tournaments this week. Um, we will do this again in a couple weeks when even more teams are playing in tournaments. We got the North- Northwest Missouri tournament. We've got a bunch of good good fields, obviously Maryville and the Cameron Tournament. But that's in a couple weeks. Until then, I'm John Dykstra, joined by Anthony Crane, and we are signing off.